Hi, welcome to the Chuck PTV podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Privetera. For those of you that have been listening recently, our last podcast talked about the importance of emotional intelligence, especially during uh, the times of virtual engagement, communicating with our teams, and all the important uh, areas that, that need to be considered as as we uh, settle into this world of, of virtual communication and engagement. This week, we're going to talk about presence and some of the things that um, you must consider or should be considering as you think about how you're sounding, looking, acting on screen and, and how to be most effective. I have who's become my uh, co-host, Pat Ferrara, with me. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thanks, we're, Chuck. Yeah, we're waiting for um, Maria to join us, um, and, and maybe you could give a little bit of a, an overview on, on our guest who's going to be joining us momentarily. Sure. Thanks, Chuck. And it's always a pleasure to join you in your podcasts. I find them entertaining myself as well as being part of it. So, so I'm, glad, I'm glad to be, to be invited back. Um, a couple of things. You know, we, as you said earlier, we have been doing a lot of podcasts during COVID around the topic of leadership in a crisis, uh, during a crisis and how to communicate in distance environments, which will become the, you know, the new, the new, new normal or the, the now normal. And you know, one of the things that we focused on is EQ, emotional intelligence and, and the importance of emotional intelligence all the time in leaders, but now even more importantly in this new environment. And you know, with our with with our guest today, Maria Guida. Maria is the is is a very accomplished coach, an actor, and Maria has her own firm, Successful Speaker Inc. Uh, I think you will be delighted to hear. And and as the not as dynamic and engaging she is in this medium. Uh, meeting her is even more dynamic and engaging. And, and Maria works with organizations who want to develop powerful communication. Uh, she works with them to be more persuasive, more productive, and of course, more profitable. And she, she, uh, she and I have worked together uh, for, for many years uh, in, in different formats. And so I'm very happy to have her here today, to, Chuck, to help us to sort of put a, um, an exclamation point on the topics that we have been discussing around emotional intelligence and around how to communicate that emotional intelligence and how this new medium, this small medium of, of uh, really the size of, a, of an old TV screen is, is the new communication medium. So I know Maria is in, in our Zoom. Oh, no, this is not Zoom. This is podcast <laughs> today. I guess we're Zooming a lot lately. Maria's in the room. Maria, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Pasquale, and thank you, Chuck. Thank you both for inviting me to speak with you today. We're thrilled to have you, Maria. And we, we've chatted a little bit about some of the areas that we want to cover. And I have to tell you, um, not, not just this morning, I was listening to a podcast with um, Malcolm Gladwell. You may have read The Tipping Point or a couple of his other books. And one of the things that he, they were talking about hiring and talent acquisition. And one of the things that he said he was a, a sucker for, and he used those words, was um, hiring people who sounded good. And he was, he's, he was really all about sort of how, how they present 
they're speaking and, and their voice inflections and uh, the sound of their voices. And he, he said uh, it, that was always something that, that, that um, moved him to hire someone. And, and that kind of leads us right into our discussion as, as we're talking about um, how to best present yourself on, on these screens as Pat referred to them. So tell us a little bit about the importance of voice and, and, and it's with regard to, to empathy when you're communicating via zoom or one of these uh, virtual uh, mediums. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, I do want to say that uh, the key points from your previous podcast are directly related uh, to the ability to influence on camera during remote meetings, the self-awareness, the nonverbal communication, the active listening. And um, what I am finding is that with the move from in-person business meetings to on-camera platforms, our adjustment is very similar to the adjustment that Broadway actors make when they're moving from stage work to working on camera for TV and film, how to be convincing in a very different medium. And um, everybody knows, for example, that every actor and spokesperson on a TV commercial has to project the qualities that are needed to sell ideas and products and services through a television screen. And these are the same qualities that business leaders need to project in on-camera meetings uh, during this time of business disruption. So uh, certainly the voice is very important and on-camera business meetings, and I think this is clear to just about everybody, that on-camera business meetings require much more EQ than IQ. And uh, it does mean projecting the qualities that um, move people's hearts and minds, qualities that move people to take action, qualities like connectivity and empathy, as you mentioned, especially with the voice. And um, many people can excel at projecting these qualities in person, but the question is, how do you do it when people are looking at your image on a computer screen or a mobile device? And uh, my answer is this. Now more than ever, business leaders need to remember what actors have known for decade, decades, really, and that is that the camera never lies, and it, it picks up every subtle nuance of your being. And um, so it's very, very important to think about the voice. Uh, first of all, with regard to the voice, it's important to understand that working on camera is an unnatural experience for two reasons. Uh, number one is the visual piece. It's a small medium. It's highly focused and concentrated. And number two, it robs us of the advantage of human kinetic energy that's so hard to define and is also so very important during in-person communication. So on camera, we need to the fact that we've lost that kinetic factor. And uh, so business leaders want to do everything possible to help viewers feel, you know, your personal and positive and compelling energy while they're looking at you through a small screen. And there are a number of ways to do this with the voice and use emotional intelligence, um, how to create the sound of empathy. And that means a respectful ambiance and a strong vocal impact for everyone in your meeting. I would say one important leadership task, especially during the COVID pandemic, is to create psychological safety for people in your on-camera meetings. Give them space to express themselves and facilitate an ambiance of respectful listening. So this is an important opportunity to exercise emotional intelligence. If you're hosting or leading a meeting and you have attendees who are not very savvy with on-camera meetings, 
remind the attendees that there may be moments of silence or people accidentally speaking over each other as they mute and unmute themselves. And try to wait for a pause before you begin speaking and be careful not to interrupt. And you can gently remind people to remain muted when they're not speaking. There are yeah, about that's three a big, points that I'd like. I'm sorry. Maria, I'm and that's sorry. a well, that's a big challenge, even in, in how we're doing it, the three of us, right? Because the three of us are in three different locations. And just knowing that dead air doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing right now. We're just waiting for someone to pause or, or you know, and, and, and jumping on, on to another person or at the end of someone else's statement, um, unless it's intentional, it's just, it's just part of the medium, right? Exactly, exactly. And I would like to make three points about that. Uh, number one, if there are people in the meeting who don't know you, um, Introduce yourself by name before you speak. If you're the host or chair of the meeting, you can encourage other people to do the same thing. And when you address individuals, be sure to say their names. You can even mm. use their first and last names mm. whenever a participant is not known by the other people in the meeting. This way, you can help create connections, which mm. is so important during times of business disruption. So the Maria, this, we, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I just wanted to kind of, I think this is an important part to note. One of the things that I think interrupts a lot of our communication and um, through this medium is, is not level setting. And I, and I guess this is really the first time I'm hearing somebody say, you know, level set, kind of go through the ground rules and let people know that it may be okay to, to, to bump into each other, that that's going to happen, that there may be silence. I, I guess I hadn't really thought about how important that is to, to really make disarm everybody, I guess, and make them feel comfortable uh, with, with, with what's about to transpire, I guess, huh? Exactly, because this is a very, very different medium. It's so different from being face-to-face -face with other human beings, and most people are not really comfortable with it. I've talked with many professionals who feel that they're just starting to get the hang of it after doing it consistently for three months. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so it, is, it does take practice. And, and, you know, there's another thing that I would mention about this. Many people uh, bring visuals into their on-camera meetings. And when you're preparing, when you prepare your bulleted content for visuals on camera, remember that the way we speak is very different from the way we write. We write for text, for the reader's eye, but we speak for the listener's ear. So you always mm. want to speak naturally and conversationally using words that are comfortable for your mouth yeah. and comfortable <laughs> for the listener's ears, right? I don't, when, I, if, when, I'm, when, I, when I'm speaking, I don't want to sound like a book. I want to sound like a person talking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great point. That really is a great point. And, you know, the other thing, yeah. Maria, is, and, and, I, and I say this myself, when I or in the Zoom, when I'm in the Zoom room or whatever room you're in, where, the position, you know, how do you position yourself so that the voice and the view look sort of in sync? You're finding that your voice and your 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 lips moving. Well, are, well, I mean, out of you know, where do you? How do you position yourself on camera? You know. Oh, the physical. Yeah, position. yeah, yeah. That physical oh, positioning. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I, well, when you're speaking and presenting in person, or even on the phone, uh, you may be very animated and, and talk with your hands. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. May I make just another point about the voice? Sure. Okay, I, I wanted to share a tip 
this is a, a tip that can help people use the tone of voice on camera to inspire trust and create the sound of caring and create empathy. Even when you're faced with challenging questions and comments, or when your viewers are feeling fearful or mistrustful or worried during the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, you can borrow a technique that actors use and it's called endowment. The endowment technique involves the act of secretly viewing your business listeners as having qualities that will elicit from you behaviors and attitudes and feelings that you would like to project. So this technique with any business notes that you might have. And it's a three-step practice process. It's actually very simple. I'll just lay it out uh, in, in, and I won't take too long to do this. But step one would be to identify the qualities that you would like to project, candor and empathy, for example. And step two would be to think of a person from your real life, past or present, living or not, male or female, who has qualities that make you feel cared for, trusted, respected, and admired. Mm. Cared for, trusted, respected, and admired. Then step three would be to take the time to feel the positive emotions that you have about this person before you begin practicing aloud. And then, only after you feel flooded with those positive feelings, choose a spot on the wall to focus and imagine that the person is right there in front of you and speak your business content as if you were really talking to this person. And as you explore this practice exercise, you can experiment by imagining a variety of people from your real life to discover which person will most powerfully trigger your positive feelings. And don't ever tell anybody who you're using for this practice exercise. <laughs> you, when, when, if you keep it a secret, it actually gives the technique power for you. Well. This, this practice exercise may feel and practicing it regularly will help you enhance your tone of voice to inspire trust and create that sound of empathy. Well, this is something that our listeners can really uh, put into practice immediately. And so our listeners love when they can just take tips and, and, and start, start right in with them. And that's, that's a great one. So yeah, absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate that, Maria. And I think we were on our way into, as Pat brought up, sort of, the next item that we wanted to talk about, and that's that's posture. I mean, I was on a call today, and it's 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 more of a networking call. It's it's a group that I belong to called HR Girlfriends, and they're they're wonderful people that I, that I meet with a couple times a week. But you do see some folks that um, you know the camera is sort of maybe it looks like it might be a phone on a table, or um, you know the the only half their face is in the screen and. And as, as much as I want you, you want to engage, you feel like, I wonder, I wonder how easy it's going to be for me to listen to this person when they speak. So why don't you talk to us about posture on camera? Yes. Um, I'm assuming that people know how to set up their camera. Uh, when, I, when I start talking about this, I'm assuming that people know that they should really be speaking uh, into the camera at eye level um, and that the camera should capture them straight on because if the camera is too low or tilted upward, you'll, you'll be seen at an unnatural and unflattering angle. It's a look that does not communicate leadership. So I'm, I'm assuming that people have those basics in terms of camera setup. And, uh, but I'll talk about the body position and the posture on camera, um, assuming that the camera is actually set up in an, effect, in an effective manner. So as I started to say before, when you're speaking or presenting in person or even on the phone, you might be animated and you talk with your hands, 
and stand up, move around the room. And in person, this can be captivating. But unless you're a trained TV or film actor using a professional camera person with multiple cameras, you'll probably have more success with on-camera business meetings when you remain seated and channel that energy into your face and your torso. Walking around on camera and even just standing up on camera introduces the need for additional practice, which frankly is not worth your time. And your full body on camera makes your eyes and your face even smaller in an already small medium. So viewers really need to see your face. They need to see your eyes. So I recommend that you remain seated and adjust the camera height and the chair height so that your head and your upper torso are in the frame. Number one, sit up in your chair with your shoulders down so that you'll appear relaxed. Number two, sit toward the front edge of the chair and keep your feet flat on the floor. This will allow you to put a bit of movement into your torso when you need to. It gives you balance, it gives you agility, and it gives you all the freedom of movement that you might need while you're seated. Number three, as you speak, feel free to let your torso lean in toward the camera just a bit to help you project your interest and your concern for your viewers, your empathy. Not the person speaking or presenting, you can sit in the center of your chair. And in both cases, always maintain a good posture because it frees your rib cage, it facilitates good breath support, and it helps you project your voice. So. When you're on camera, effective position and posture are going to give you greater impact and help you to communicate confidence as well as empathy. Well, those, again, um, wow. very, very um, usable tips and things that I'm sure most of our listeners haven't thought of. And I, and I continuously keep thinking about, as you some, something you mentioned before, for some, someone like me that's been in business development or you who's been in acting or Pat who's been in leadership, it's, it's easy for us. We've run big meetings. We've spoken to big groups and getting on camera. You know, we may need some tips and some fine tuning, but it's not difficult for us. But I can imagine a large portion of some of the some of the folks that are that we're talking to or that are listening to this podcast or that are out there in these in this virtual world that that just snuck up on everybody may have difficulty in general with this. And these tips I've, I've got to imagine will be really, really helpful. So th this is great stuff, Maria. I guess um, we, one of the other things that we had talked about prior to our to 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 the podcast is is I focus, and I think I find myself sometimes struggling to remember that I need to look into the camera and not at the person on the screen, <laughs> because I am I'm, I'm someone who always has thought about maintaining eye contact, but I have to remember that that's not maintaining eye contact when I'm looking at their eyes on the screen, right? You are so right, Jeff. You are so right. When you speak on camera, you really know where to focus. You have to know where to focus your eyes. And we all know how important eye contact is in person, as you mentioned. And eye focus is very important when you're on camera. And there are two situations to consider. Situation number one, if you're leading or participating in an on-camera meeting with a number of people where there's group discussion and group members have an equal opportunity to speak, feel free to look at the screen, seeing everybody's face, because that's a group discussion. Situation number two is when you're giving a presentation on camera or conducting a webinar or when you're the only speaker. 
in that case, it's important for each viewer to feel that you're looking directly at him or her, making direct eye contact. And this is also true when you're doing an on-camera meeting with only one other person. Now, TV and film actors will tell you that it's all in the eyes. Mm. And this is important for on-camera business meetings, especially during times of disruption, because it helps you communicate confidence, candor, and empathy. It increases your connectivity. So most of the time, the way to do this is by looking directly into the camera as you speak. And it may take a bit of experimentation because where your eyes land can sometimes depend on whether you're using your desktop computer or your laptop computer or your phone and whether your device is showing a landscape view of you or a portrait view of you. So hold a practice video session with a friend or trusted colleague before each meeting. Use the device that you'll be using in that meeting. And as you speak, look directly into the camera, then look at the person's image, look directly into the person's eyes, look at the person's forehead, etc., and have this person tell you which behavior allows them to feel that you're making direct eye contact with them as they look at your image. Then that choice is the behavior to practice. When you need to look directly into the camera, train yourself to tolerate any initial discomfort that you may have in doing this. This adjustment is very important when you're speaking on camera and practice makes progress. And I always and I always say to my clients, remember not to check your emails during the on camera <laughs> meeting or to do <laughs> any other type of multitasking, because your eyes will reveal to your viewers that your attention is divided. So I always say your eyes are the window to your soul. Allow your eyes to help you connect with your stakeholders on camera. So, and you know what? You know, I'm sorry. You know, go ahead, Pat. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, and actually, as, as Maria is talking about posture and when we were doing the posture on camera, I, I'm wondering if the listeners, if they're now jogging or, or, or riding a bicycle while they're listening, if they didn't just sit up a little straighter and a little bit more attention right. um, and, and to the edge of, the, edge, edge of their seat. You know, Maria, the yeah. eye, eye focus is, is the, tough, uh, it's the toughest thing for me uh, personally because I find it very uncomfortable looking at that little light on the yes, screen, yes. even though everyone tells yes. me to do that. And the other thing yes. that's uncomfortable is, you know, Sometimes you have notes, right? You know, speakers have notes and you think, oh, I know I can fool everyone by just having the notes scroll on the screen while I look into the little light. But to the point you just made, as soon as your eyes start shifting, you start looking shifty. Uh, so, you know, how do you how do you speak from notes and still maintain emotional connection uh, so that EQ comes through? Yes, yes. Well, that is a challenge to influencing on camera. You know, when we need to speak to, uh, uh, we need to speak with notes, and we absolutely must project authenticity and maintain an emotional connection. Uh, so, I'd like to give you a voice technique. I'd like to give your listeners a voice technique to help project authenticity and maintain that emotional connection on camera when you speak from notes. As I mentioned before, you always want to sound conversational. And when you need to use notes on camera, you can't afford to keep your eyes on your notes and break your connection with your stakeholders. I recommend a technique that Ronald Reagan used. He learned it during his years as an actor, and it's called See, Stop, Say. And it will help you sound conversational and stay emotionally connected. 
first, be sure that your notes are printed out, hard copy. I'll have a hard copy printout in front of you and hold it low so that it's not going to be seen within your camera frame. Have all of your materials hard copy in front of you rather than on a screen so that your viewers will not see your eyes darting back and forth and so that you won't have to toggle back and forth between the video and your browser. Mm. Have your hard copy notes printed large and not in traditional paragraph form, but in short phrases that will be manageable for your eye to absorb quickly. So I'd like to outline the see, stop, say rehearsal technique. It's very good to rehearse alone, seated, and aloud. And you might need to practice it for a period of time to get comfortable with this technique. Three steps. Step one, choose a spot on the wall in front of you, and that spot represents your camera or the computer screen. This is your practice. Step two, practice holding your printed notes as low as possible so that they won't be seen on camera. Step three, Follow this procedure. First, see, and that means look down at your notes and grab a mental photograph of a manageable amount of words. It might be five words, it might be three words. Manageable amount of words. Then look up and focus on your, this represents the moment when you'll look at the screen or directly into your camera during a meeting. Then stop, a full stop. Then speak the content to that spot. Then look down again, grab a mental photograph of the next manageable phrase. Then look up at your spot on the wall and again, stop, a full stop. Then speak the content, then look down again to gather your next idea and continue this progression. The main point is that the full stop, the pause, is the key to the skill. Resist the temptation to begin speaking while you're lifting your head. Mm. Train yourself to take the full stop after your face and eyes are raised and before you actually speak. The full stop, the pause, helps your viewers feel that you're speaking improvisationally, mm. conversational, unscripted. And the lack, it's really the lack of pauses that's the main obstacle to sounding authentic. Usually the pace is too fast. And it sounds unnatural. Right. And remember that your pauses always feel much longer to you than they feel to your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so when, 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 you, when you need to speak from notes, practice in advance. You'll sound authentic and you'll maintain that emotional connection on camera. Yeah, I remember when we were taught to make presentations in person to a large group, you know, the tendency was to look over a group's heads, not in their eyes. And, and a good, a yes. good person would pick a person stare at their eyes, deliver a piece, move to the next person, stare at their eyes, deliver a piece. And this is essentially what you're telling us to do here, right? Because by looking into that lens, you're looking into everyone's eyes, uh, only, yes. in, only different parts of the world. That's, th that's right. So it, that's why I say to learn to tolerate the discomfort yeah. because actors have to learn to tolerate looking into the lens of the camera, yeah. imagining that it is their lover, their father, their yeah. mother, their yeah. mother, right? In other words, you're actually, you're looking into a lens, especially if you're doing a television commercial. So, so that's um, interesting because I want to, I want to stop here for a second because one of the things that keeps coming up that I think may, may gloss over for listeners is 
the word practice. And I've done this before when I had to do a disrupt HR presentation, which is a very challenging presentation to give. I practiced, um, but the first practice is one of the hardest things to do when you're trying to practice to nobody or, and, and then after a half a dozen or so, I started practicing to my wife. And so I just want to maybe get you to reiterate the importance of practicing and how much practice will make this so much easier and more natural for everybody. Absolutely. There is nothing that can possibly replace practice. Right. And, uh, you know, it really does take discipline to learn these skills, but it takes discipline to learn any important skill, you know, and um, it, it's well worth the effort because the difference between a practiced speaker and a practiced speaker on camera and a non-practiced speaker is like night and day. Sure, sure. So let's move on to, and this one, I really, I, when we talked about it, I thought, ooh, I'm, I'm really interested in this because I think, so let's talk about facial expressions and gestures. And, and for me, I'm, I'm very interested to learn how do we even control these? Especially, I'm going to be 50 this summer. I'm like, these have been with me for a long, long time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Old habits die hard. And this is, this is where practice comes in. You know, as I've said, the camera never lies. So, of course, your facial expressions carry a great deal of weight. And stage actors always make an adjustment in this area when they're working on camera. The general rule of thumb is that your facial expressions should be relatively contained on camera, nothing too wide or dramatic. And if you're a person whose emotions are easily read on your face, <laughs> you, may, you may, that's me, <laughs> you may need to exercise some restraint on camera so that viewers don't perceive any emotions that you prefer to hide. Gotcha. So I say, I say smiles put people at ease and smiles help project a spirit of inclusion and encouragement. So don't forget to smile because now you really are on candid camera. <laughs> and it, I, yeah, I, this, I, this is really the, this, this really ties into sort of the emotional intelligence piece of it too, right? I mean, we're, we're trying to, to, to establish our, our, our emotions and facial expressions and gestures are where they come from, right? Exactly. And, mm -hmm. you know, some are simply bad habits scowling, yeah. chewing your lip, raising your eyebrows. These, these behaviors can all signal unwanted messages. And with mindfulness, mindfulness, these habits can be replaced with more positive and appropriate facial expressions. Mm. So I say to people, become aware of how your face looks on camera and you can videotape yourself speaking to practice and play it back. And then ask yourself if there are any facial habits that you'd like to improve upon. And one thing that I, I really want to remember to say, this is so important, never, never practice in front of a mirror because that trains you to become preoccupied with the way you look while you're speaking. You want to be cognizant of all of this during your practice sessions so that you can forget about it while you're in front of your actual participants and viewers. Mm. So the mirror is completely out of the picture. Oh, good. If, wow. you're if you're mindful of your facial expressions, it will really strengthen your presence and your impact. Wow. So this next one, I think, is what everybody came here for. And I think this is the million-dollar question that I have for you. Again, we talked about some of the things we wanted to cover. So 
how as leaders, as HR leaders, as business leaders, as consultants, as business development people, how in this virtual world do we maintain an emotional connection? Yes. Well, that emotional connection is really key. And that emotional connection um, can be done uh, with the endowment technique, making sure that your body language and your voice, uh, if you practice these techniques that I, that I just outlined, and you make sure that your eye contact, effective, based on the practice that we talked about, you can maintain that emotional connection, whether you're using notes or you're not using notes, because you will be able to focus on your listener and really think about what do my listeners, what do my viewers need? What do they need from me? And to become comfortable with pauses, I think is very important. I think Pasquale, you touched on that a little bit earlier. If we become comfortable with pauses, then we allow room for other people to bring something forth that is going to be important to the conversation. They can reveal, they can feel comfortable enough to reveal their needs, their hopes, their fears, their concerns, whatever that is. And uh, this is where empathy comes in because it's the ability to say to somebody, yes, I have experienced that too. And um, it's very different from sympathizing, right? We wanna, we wanna be able to relate what somebody else is saying and have the courage and the, the candor to say, I share your feeling. I had a situation like that. That was something that happened to me. And I can tell you briefly about that, you know. And so all of this has to do with really the ability to connect with people and to say, I'm just like you. Yeah. Wow. Rather than focusing on people's differences, because, you know, I'm very when I work with my clients and I work with clients from all over the world, there are many cultural backgrounds. Right. I'm focused on what do we have in common, not what do we have what are our differences? Our differences are quite obvious on the surface, but let's go deeper and let's keep in mind that we want to dig as best as possible. We want to dig for the commonalities. That's where the gold is for me. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's yeah. a beautiful statement in general. And it plays into so many things looking for the commonalities as, as opposed to the differences. And well, that's such a powerful statement right there. For sure. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've, that I've learned in this conversation with you, Maria, is that um, jumping on a Zoom call probably is not the right way to put it, huh? It takes a lot more than just jumping in front of the camera mm -hmm. if you really mm -hmm. want to connect. And I know there, we do have time to, t to talk about maybe an, another a little tidbit that you wanted to share with us. I think in this world, this world was already becoming very complicated in terms of how we dress for, for business and, and meetings. And, um, and I think this um, new normal is, is complicating things more, I'm sure, but I'm sure you have some guidance for us on how someone should present them themselves from a, how they should dress perspective for, for virtual calls. Yes, yes, absolutely, Chuck. While business attire has become more informal over the past few years, your image as a leader can still be enhanced by what you wear. And the camera, the camera brings very special considerations. So before each on-camera meeting begins, consider your relationship to your viewers in that meeting. 
And what level of business casual or business formal will project the image that you want for those particular stakeholders? And that will vary from meeting to meeting. So there's no, there are no hard and fast rules. This is where emotional intelligence comes in. What is my true relationship with this group of people? Now, since it's the upper half of your body that's going to be seen, be sure that you're dressed professionally from the waist up. So most of the time, I just say most of the time, this means a dress shirt and jacket for men, a blouse and blazer for women. Wear solid colors rather than stripes or patterns. And jewel tones tend to work best on camera, reds, blues, greens. I would say avoid clothing that has a lot of detail on it and avoid shiny fabrics because they reflect the light. I'll give you three more rules of thumb. Uh, number one, don't wear clothing that you've never worn before and be sure that your clothing doesn't feel restrictive in any way. And know the temperature of the room where the camera is going to be and be sure that you can be comfortable in the garments that you've chosen. Number two, I always suggest that ladies not wear any jewels or swings because it will be a distraction <laughs> on your audio and your video. Mm. And mm. also, number three is for ladies, be sure that, generally for ladies, uh, be sure that your hair will not be distracting in any way and that it's not covering your eyes. So my message to ladies and gentlemen is this. As a business leader, you're now on TV so look the part and sound the part. <laughs> that's pretty, that summarizes it pretty well. <laughs> that sure does. And I, I just, I, I am so grateful for this conversation. I mean, Maria, there's so much to this, as I mentioned, and you, you really uh, seem to have a great handle on the importance of these things. And I think this is it's important for leaders, but I think it's important for just about every conversation, that business conversation that we're going to be having virtually. Yeah, Pat, did you have any parting uh, comments you wanted to yeah, make? Or? No, I mean, I, I, I still, I'm trying to process everything that I've learned. Uh, <laughs> and, and the, the other, the other thing, and and uh, I know I've been doing a lot of career coaching recently, and I am telling people they'll probably get their interview through zoom. So these are good techniques yep. you know, for anyone to have, whether they're a yes. business leader or they're just trying to get a job, yeah. you know, to have yeah. that, you know, that posture and that position and the voice and the focus. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah, thank you. For sure. Any final thoughts, that. Maria? Or? Uh, well, I, I will share something that I have been hearing uh, from my clients and, you know, when the pandemic first hit and people started to work remotely, there was a lot of tolerance for uh, mm. presentation on, uh, on camera that uh, left a bit to be desired. There was a lot <laughs> of tolerance for that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was new for a lot of people. But as remote work seems to be something that is continuing and may continue for a long time, there is less and less tolerance for the desirable presentation and more and more focus and more and more importance placed on showing up in a professional manner because this is with us now and is going to continue to be with us. So the importance of this is increasing rather than decreasing. Yep. Well, I just, yeah, this is, this has been a great, uh, great 
great conversation. And I know our listeners are going to find great value in it. I want to thank you both Pat and Maria for your time and for Maria, for you sharing all of your incredible wealth of information as we talk about uh, maintaining emotional connections virtually. And so I, I appreciate you guys both being here and, uh, and look forward to, uh, I, I look forward to listening back because I, I need, I, I got to pick up some pointers here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank Chuck. You so thank much. you, Maria. Thank you. So thank you, Chuck. And thank you, Pasquale. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Okay. Take care guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.